I'd met this guy, Steve. Um, he was running through a cranberry bong with a harpoon. And I sure. was like, that guy. Okay. That guy. Now, what did so, you just say? Yeah. So let's repeat that real quick. Um, we went down. to a house party and there was a guy named Steve at this house party and there was like coyotes. I don't know. I'd never like partied in a bog before. <laughs> There's so many things that are coming out of your mouth that I feel like would have happened in the late 1800s in yeah. Ireland. But um, <laughs> he's but running are... through a cranberry bong and with, the, was, harpoon. with the harpoon. I've never uh, partied in a bog in a before. Bog. <laughs> There were coyotes there. What in there the were. fuck hell are we talking about? This relationship is Hey y'all, it's Lace. It's Catherine, and this is an episode of Cheetah's Podcast. We uh, we got a special one. We've got a retro episode where we did an interview with a caller who called in to our hotline. It still exists. Yeah. And if you leave us a message, we will get back to you within three to seven months. <laughs> that is key. It's very important that you understand as a caller. Um it will not be a prompt reply, but it was well worth the wait on all of our ends. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed this lady who called in, this young, vibrant lady who called in and told us her secrets, her scandalous secrets. Um, it was pretty great, and she's pretty cool, too. And now I'm a huge fan of the art that she makes. Uh, I think y'all are going to really enjoy it. It might make you a little angry, might make you cry um it'll definitely make you laugh and i think it's pretty inspiring all around so i think y'all are gonna enjoy the episode before we get to that interview Catherine. where can people come and see you do stand up comedy or art where can people come see you do your art this this episode's about artists let me just um come see me do my talk art i'm gonna be everywhere When this episode comes out, I will be heading to West Bend, Wisconsin, and then Royal Oak, Michigan, which is right outside Detroit. St. Louis coming up, and then Houston, Texas, big date. Lace is going to be there. I'm taping my special. You're like, Catherine, you've been talking about taping your special for a long time. Yeah. Um, The last one we had to cancel due to ticket sales. Don't book your special taping two days before Christmas. So um, (laughs) if you want me to stop talking about special taping my special come to this one in houston texas march 29th two days before easter everything's fine and then a bunch of carolina dates greenville south carolina charlotte uh and greensboro um and uh and a bunch of other dates at katherineboyford.com what do you have coming up lace well the day this comes out if it doesn't get canceled for ticket sales (laughs) you will be able to find me in chicago illinois uh headlining city winery up there that is going to be february 20th go ahead and if you are listening to this last minute and you're like holy shit i was looking for something to do tuesday night or oh my god i've got a cousin slash uh best friend slash ex-boyfriend slash i don't care who um text them real quick when you're listening to this podcast and send them to my show then the next day, uh, so tomorrow, February 21st, you will see me at City Winery once again, but in St. Louis, Missouri this time. So come see me there that next week. Oh, shit. Where am I then? Oh, now we're into March. 
Gainesville, Georgia. This is going to be a big show. I'm very excited about this. On March 2nd, come see me there. The next week, uh, I've got some private events, but one of them is something you can donate money to and come to. I'm hosting the Make-A-Wish Foundation Nashville Songwriters Showcase. I did it last year. Y'all, you're going to see the stars of tomorrow. That is March 8th, and that is going to be at the Battery in Atlanta, where the Braves play. So please come out to that. Uh, lots more stuff coming up afterward. But once again, just like Catherine, you can find all my dates and tickets and info at lacelarabee.com. So that's where we're going to be live. But right now, you're going to catch us recorded with our guests that we just teased and talked about Um I don't know if there's anything else. KB, what do you think? That's, that's it. Let's get to it. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy this episode with our guest, Jesse. Hey, listener, you're about to hear a really juicy cheating story. Names and locations may have been changed to protect the guilty. We're not licensed therapists or lawyers. Hell, we barely have a driver's license. We're just two broke comedians who've been through some shit. And this alleged story is one-sided. If you know another side, please call our emergency redemption hotline at 888-STABBY-8. And yes, that is a real number. Now sit back, relax, and pour yourself a bowl of cheaties. All right, uh, y'all, we're so excited. We've got Jesse in the house. Jesse called into the hotline. It's been quite a minute on Cheaty since we've had someone call the hotline. And boy, oh boy, was it a titillating voicemail. So, Jesse, you're all the way up in Virginia. Can we reveal that? Yes. Yep. Okay. I'm in all right. Well, we're so excited to have you on the podcast today. How do we find you? What do we find you doing at this moment? Um, I am a stained glass artist. I am a full-time artist. I live in Richmond, Virginia with my cat, my dog, my kids, and my husband. Fantastic. Uh, And let's be more specific about your stained glass art. Speaking of titillating. (laughs) Titillating. (laughs) I do. I, um, I like to take a very traditional art form and I like to create fun things with it. It, um, Stained glass is really cool. It's like a puzzle. So you're like breaking pieces apart and literally putting them in new shape. And um, it helped me heal a lot. And I think I suppressed so much of my 20s that now yeah. I just make a lot of phallic, you know, <laughs> now, items. So beautiful. I, I want to, for the listeners, to yeah. describe. Catherine, would you like to I, – I want Catherine to describe some of the art um, that's just hanging right behind our guest's head. You know, I've never looked at a penis and been like, mmm, delicious. But when I look <laughs> But when I look at a pinana, pinana. You said it. That is literally. Is that what it is called? It, pinana? Yep. Um a pinana is a um a, a delicious uh dick coming out of a banana peel. And it looks delicious. And it does, it really looks good. I want to put a little bit of almond butter on it. Um we've got, did you say not Wait, hold on. Let me see what you said. Tit. What did you call it? bats? Tit bats? No, tit bats. Wait. My fruit boobs. But those are my hog bats. Yes. Hog bats. Yes. Hog bats. And I actually had some horny hog bats too that were like horned, but this (sighs) one's not horny. So. Oh, it's so fun. It's like, um, it's like a naughty little Catholic church tradition. We (laughs) would make like stained glass stuff all the time in school. Uh-huh. Um, like when I was in Catholic school for art, mm-hmm. you, but it was, uh, you know, the manger scene or whatever else. 
And so I love like your little pea nana behind you. Yeah. I like to surprise people. I when I do markets and stuff, my favorite thing is when people come up and they're like, "Oh, stained glass," and then just like watching their face twist as they figure like, out. <laughs> sometimes in disgust, sometimes in like humor. Sometimes <laughs> like I've seen people huff off. I think it's fucking fantastic. Oh, um, love it. I'm just like that's that's that gets me high. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love. I oh, I love the idea. I think it's fantastic, and it's actually very, very. How do you very, do it? It's very. Oh good. God! It's um. Yeah. It's actually a part of this story that I have to tell you guys, yes. um, because glass is actually very involved in my story. Um, and the way that I started with stained glass is that I was in a marriage, and I was absolutely miserable. Um, I was married for ten years. I was an army wife. Ooh. And I found myself, I used to be a, um, an artist when I was, I mean, I've always been an artist, sure. but when you get married and you have kids and you live in buttholes of America, <laughs> you kind of like lose your identity a little bit. And there was one summer that I was like, I want to fucking learn art again. I want to learn a new medium. I want to be an artist. So I holed up in my Missouri garage and I like YouTubed and I researched and I taught myself stained glass. And that's so um, cool. Yeah, and it's hard. It's hard. My yeah, hands are trashed. It's <laughs> tedious, right? Because I've watched some like stained glass making TikToks and stuff. videos. Yeah, I don't. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Even before we talked, even before we knew you were coming on, I don't know what it is, but somehow it got in my algorithm, and I have been. It was a universe or something, but I started I seeing that. videos, and it's so fascinating because you've got to cut. And I guess if you break a piece of glass, you're fucked. You got to make another piece but you got to cut all the pieces of glass then you put mm-hmm. metal how you got do, it then you got to weld essentially yeah. wow. so what you do is you cut each piece of glass because you're essentially making a puzzle mm-hmm. and then you grind each piece of glass and then each piece you have to wrap with copper foil because that's what the solder is sticking oh. to so i do work with lead i was actually just telling my friend that's here that i need to get lead tested because i like went down the rabbit hole of lead poisoning because the symptoms are anxiety and depression and I'm like oh (laughs) oh yeah me and my friends (laughs) no me and my me me and this group of friends that I have are obsessed with um everybody being lead poisoned we think everything that's wrong with the country today is because everybody is like especially older people who grew up with lead paint and stuff we're like oh my god they're all they're all I'll send you my results but they like but they like died before it got bad but now we're just living longer with lead poisoning so now so that's why we I just do. Have- I try to get tested twice a year because like it's I mean lead can like yeah. fuck you up a little bit yeah yeah but now so- we just have like 80 year olds that should have died when they were 60 with <laughs> yeah. serious insane lead poisoned brains yes the country <laughs> those 80. are the ones that are yes. leading our country yes yes <laughs> this is the whole I'm telling you right now, every every time, every time you see something crazy, like that, it's always just like, oh, that's lead poisoning. Oh, that's what it is. Oh, you're not a bad person. You had lead in your oatmeal as a child. (laughs) You You had lead oatmeal out of a lead bowl. I mean, there's so much. You had chocolate and lead pop tarts growing up. (laughs) Correct. It wasn't Ovaltine. It was lead. (laughs) Cinnamon toast lead. Okay, oh, well, so much- <laughs> I love I love, I, I love the metaphor. I love the 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 glass and the the tedium of like making something like that. And I do think that that is what relationships are. And uh, you know, putting things together, taking things apart, all of that. I really this is a good like lead in. This is really 
This is Good. really nice. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm liking this. Okay, okay so I want to know. So this is obviously we're talking about that the former ten year relationship to the army dude, mm-hmm. um, which as if you're a regular listener, you know our theory, which is it's almost always military. Um, oh, it's, really? Is that oh, theory? It's always <laughs> military and pilots and conservative Christians. Yeah. But twist, okay. twist, it's you were the cheater, right? I uh-huh. was the cheater. So I got to know. Yes. So take us back to, I guess, the inception of the relationship, because I, I, I'm always interested in the the, the beginning and, and getting into yeah. the breakdown. Who's Jessie? Is she an artist? Has she had has she had her first sip of lead yet? Where is she in the beginning? <laughs> so it's actually kind of funny because I've known my ex-husband, like we went to high school together. And this actually should have been, this is a huge red flag. I was like, red me, flag actually. number one always is you and I. Yeah. Well, there. I'm the red flag because he asked me to homecoming freshman year and I showed up with another dude. <gasps> and so Wait, like, he, like to the dance? Yeah. Like oh. who, where, did you guys all three take a picture together for your No, oh. no. Oh. He saw, no. I, um, I don't actually remember. I went with a guy named Joey and we kind of all ran in the same circle. And from that moment on, my ex-husband was like, yeah, she sucks, which I did. That was a shitty thing to do. Um, but we ended up reconnecting at a new year's Eve party after I graduated high school. And, um, I woke up in the same bed with him and we started talking and he ended up flying me to Missouri, which was the butthole that he lived in at the time as an army soldier. Oh, were you a hometown girl? Did you stay home after high school? Um, I was one of those, I went to a couple different colleges. I I was an only child. I am an only child. So my mom did that thing where she's like, you can do whatever you want. And I changed my mind 10 times and she allowed me to. So I ended up with like, you know, 60 grand in college debt and no degree. Um, (laughs) As you do. As you do. Yeah. Um, But yeah. What was, sorry, what was your original hometown? Richmond, Richmond. Oh, oh so you're back in yeah. your hometown. Okay, yep. so you started yep. in Virginia. You mm-hmm. reconnect with him post high school. Are you like in the middle of your debt collecting phase? At yeah, this point? I'm in college. I'm in art therapy school. So sure. I, I've always been an artist. I've always loved psychology and people. Um, I guess, you know, my red flags maybe helped me <laughs> go into that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I was in college. We, you know, hooked up. We talked because we knew the same people. I flew out there. You know, we hung out. It was great. I came back and I was pregnant. Oh, that was quick. Dude, dude, you got, you were doing art strokes for therapy and getting his strokes for therapy. You got it. Now you got a little, a little baby, a little miracle inside you. So you guys are from the South. Yeah. So you guys know, I, you know, the Bible Belt. Um, My grandfather was a um, Southern Baptist preacher. I grew up in the church. Um, I was pregnant. So. And you were going to stay married. pregnant. Oh, I wow. was going to stay pregnant. So yeah. we got married um, and we got married pretty quick. And all of a sudden I was 21 and I was a stay at home mom. Damn. And I was an army wife. And um, all of like, I completely yielded my entire everything to him to. Yeah. Did and, you? Did you now? <laughs> this is gonna sound insane, but I hear this and I go, "Dog, you didn't already have to work at twenty-one? Like a little <laughs> bit of <laughs> was a little bit of you like ah, 
you know, and it's funny because like where I'm at in my life now, I sometimes I think back and I was like, damn, I had it so good. I just like watched Grey's Anatomy and fucking like changed damn, diapers dog. and like ate cereal. Like it was a good couple of years. Yeah. But and then I like then the you other get antsy. Si- yeah, that's what I was gonna that immediate like that whole thought put gave me so much anxiety when you just said twenty one, you just moved across I mean, might as well move across the damn country from Virginia to to Missouri, Missouri. nowhere. You don't know anyone. You already don't have a great past with this guy. It's not like y'all built up a relationship. You slowly yielded your freedom and understood, merged your lives together and blah, blah, blah. It's like none of that. It's just so fast. And that's so scary. And I hate that. It was, it was a lot of whiplash and like Missouri. I don't know if you guys have ever gone to Missouri. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> it's, I've done shows in caves. Horrible. I've done shows in caves in Springfield, yeah. Missouri. Did you hear oh, what I said? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, it, we lived like an hour and a half from Springfield. We yes. lived, like, have you ever seen the Ozark? The uh-huh. show Ozark. Ozarks? Yeah. It's supposed okay, to take like, place in yeah out. out but there. it was filmed Ozark, where you guys are. It's filmed yeah. in Georgia. Yeah, it's filmed up yeah. the road from from here. I was in it. I was in an episode of it. Oh, shut up! Were you? Yeah, but cool. they, they cut me out. So it's not important. But I yeah. I did uh, get to hang out that whole day on set with um, the main bad guy. Yeah, so that's cool. uh, the, his real uh, his name's Felix Solis, but on the show, uh-huh. fuck, what was his name? Oh, he was the most fit. He was uh, he was the big big tall the bad guy, El Chapo. <laughs> Essentially, I yeah. I mean, but he yeah. was the head of all the drug dealing stuff, and he murdered everybody. He was the yeah, guy yeah, yeah. Okay, shot I know exactly everybody in the head. Um, yeah. So anyway, I yeah, I got to be on it. It was great. Um, they kept my voice cool. in one episode. I'm in, I'm in the final season. Mm-hmm. Anyway, not about me. Okay, so well, that's and funny. So I you guys almost drowned know. in the Ozark. Did you? Um, yeah, so it's, it's, so, it's not a great place. Were you close to the Ozark? I, we were basically in. The, yeah, that was like the area. I mean, because there was a scene in that show. I remember watching it and she's like driving and there's like anti-abortion. Yes. Like, thing, oh, and I'm just yeah. like, yeah, no, they fucking nailed it. Like, that's Missouri. Yep. Yep. Very, um, uh, that's... very, um, is it like, is Missouri like a uh, blue collar? Oh, yeah. It's funny because, well, it's funny because like, I think they were actually not in the Confederacy, but I had three neighbors over the span of like four years and all of their names were Justice. Isn't that fucking wild? They were all named Justice and they all hung Confederate flags. And I'm like, are you guys confused? Like, this isn't even like. They're not even in. Yeah, that's not even part of the Confederacy. They're kind (laughs) of like West Virginia-y. Yeah. Very West yeah. Virginia. Yeah. yeah. It's and like we lived on the dirt road. Yes. 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 Okay. So, okay, so that sets up like what – this kind of paints a picture, yeah, of, okay, mm-hmm. so we're putting the stained glass together now. Okay. Yes. You're I'm, putting the I'm puzzle just, together. I'm understanding where this is leading to. Like this is this is a lot. So when did you feel – I mean, because you say kids. Yes. So you were like, oh, this boy. is horrible. I need to get out of here, so let me have another kid. Have another one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was one of those things. He actually really wanted another child and I didn't. Um, And I was like, well, this is the life I've chosen. I've been married seven years, eight years at this point. And I was like, I've committed. I was isolated. Watch another season of Grey's Anatomy. Uh, Yeah. I was all caught up on all my Netflix. I was like, all right, let's do this. And I did. We had another kid. We have two boys. I love how um, you, I'm sorry. I love how you said, I got up on all my Netflix, so I guess I should get Nothing pregnant. else to do in Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> Just so, have another one. the nightlife there is booming. <laughs> it's booming. <laughs> 
room in. There are a lot of nightclubs. Hospitals are crazy. Babies are coming out. We we have babies. We have babies. When Bunko Club gets which gets canceled. <laughs> um, okay, so two kids. You're two kids. Uh, what, 30 26, now. 27? 30. Yeah, you nailed it. Yep. Okay. Oh, I'm 26, okay. 27. At the, oh, oh, now? No, I guess then. I don't know. At that time. Yeah, so, yes. okay, yeah, you're seven years in, you're having another like, oh, baby. <laughs> okay, so you're like 27-ish at this point. Okay. And right. you're still yeah. stay at home, like, playing the military wife card. Yes. I Because, at the, I mean, when you're a military wife, it's really hard for wives to find jobs. I didn't have a degree um, childcare is really expensive and it just like, didn't make sense. And I, that, which is why I kind of picked up art and I became, as my ex-husband would say, obsessed with stained glass. Um, but I think what I had just finally found something that I wanted to invest myself in and that I wanted to learn and I wanted to hone. So I did, I invested a lot of time and he started slowly resenting me for it. Um, he, I just remember he would monologue. Like I remember like laying in bed and staring at the ceiling and he for like 30 minutes was talking about how I would never be an artist. He was like math, cause I'm not a math person. So he would use like math to like make me feel stupid and say that like, you're never going to succeed. Like you need to get a real job. You need to focus on the kids. You've like lost priority. And your whole life, I mean, I'm sorry, but isn't the, I, you don't have another outside job. Your literal whole life is taking care of these kids. It I yielded like. my entire 20s to this family. Uh, um, that, that's, yeah, you, you have to have balance or you you go crazy. I mean, you, you lose, you have to have a sense of self and it can't just be tied up in other people, even if you get And it was hard. People. Yeah, because we were very similar in high school. Like we ran in the same crowd, like we, you know, smoked weed, like it was... I thought I knew him in high school, but now this army guy, as we're growing, he's becoming more and more conservative. I'm starting to question things. Um, Obviously, my family's stoked because like this is like, you know, this conservative dude that's providing for our family. He's fighting for our country, you know. Yeah. And I was slowly starting to ask those questions and, you know, kind of deconstruct a lot of what I was raised with. Um, but I wasn't in a safe place to do that. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, were well, you yeah, making, Catherine um, Catherine, that was my question. Were you, were you making penis? Catherine, uh, that was literally the, my next question coming making, out of my mouth. Yeah. Were you making uh, edible penises at this time? I was not, I was just <gasps> learning this skill and I had actually started making vaginas. Oh, I thought oh. you were going to say angels. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I, because this midwife had actually reached out and asked me to make a vagina and I'm like, I don't know. And I made it and I was like, oh, sick, this is cool. And that was kind of like what exploded the phallic yeah. genital yeah. What, was it just a vagina or was it like a j- vagina croissant? No, it was a straight up vagina. <laughs> vagina croissant. I'm also thinking for angels, anal angels. I don't know how, I don't know what it's, I don't, you know, but the butthole like, could maybe be the halo, the halo, just an anus. Above. Oh my God, I'm here for it. And then the, yes. the, the, the wings are like the butt cheeks or something oh. of the nature. Dude, we got to get you guys in the studio. <laughs> We're ready to pitch. We're ready to go. We're, we're on fire right it. now. Okay, Catherine, that's it. so funny because we literally both opened our mouths at the exact same time about to ask. I needed to know. He's getting all pissed off about art, and I'm like, is it because it's dirty art? But no, he's you're just like, making, like, basic nice mm-hmm. things. You're like, these yeah. are a lot of 
darker, bigger penises than mine. I just feel <laughs> no, like at this point, your head like back in the grave. dog commissions. Like I was okay. making dog faces and like uh, cats and like sure, nothing okay. crazy. I was okay. too scared. I was too in the box still. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Totally. I hadn't um, released that suppression yet. Got it. Mm. Um, okay, so he's so frustrated. We're, we're in Missouri. Yeah. We're um, about to get orders to a new duty station, and I'm pushing for the East Coast because I want a route home. Mm-hmm. So I'm from Richmond. We say they. He says that we could possibly go to New York, and I'm just like perfect. That's because I'm like planning my. I didn't really have an escape route in Missouri. I didn't know anyone. You're 17 hours away from you know, my entire support system. Um, so I was like, all right, let's go to upstate New York. Mm-hmm. So we get to upstate New York and like, that's when everything just kind of, I guess, started. That was when my, I had been wanting to leave for a while, yeah. but I think the actual start of everything started. So um, I wake up one morning And it happened to be the day after Thanksgiving and he had taken a turkey leg and broken my glass. And. Oh, that, that, that elevated to something new. That's cool. It it was Uh, an interesting strategy. Also. It pissed me off. (laughs) Interesting choice of weapon. Um, I like that it is in theme with the holiday. It was, was. Uh, How, but so he. where did you have all your glass? How did he, how did this go down? I actually had this awesome, we had just bought this house. My bad. I shouldn't have bought a house with him, but I had just bought a house. I had this awesome studio and um, he had a little bit of a drinking problem. So that lubricated any issue he had with me and my interests. And so when I woke up, I was like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. Like you just ruined something that I love. <laughs> and explain that you, scene. What did you wake up? Like he did this when you weren't there. He, you weren't in there like making stuff and he comes in and does it. Like I was like asleep. I, he had a friend over and they were drinking and I just like went to bed and I woke up and there was glass and turkey all over my studio. Is he Fred Flintstone? An alcoholic <laughs> yes. Fred Flintstone? Yes. What the fuck? <laughs> Why yes. turkey leg? I just um, I can't get over the fucking turkey leg. It was literally like picking like shards of bone. Like it was like it it was everywhere. And I'm just like, this is my this is my life. You'd almost just, rather it be a fucking bat at that point or something, you know, yeah. like just because the filthy all I can picture, I I'm just it's such a visceral like feeling. Okay, so there's the grease of the turkey and then there's the fucking pieces of meat and this and the glass everywhere. That's you just burned the house down to that point. Like I don't even. I was so pissed. Had he ever done anything like that? So it's kind of yeah. violent, and so it's yeah. um, it's like he's like trying to crush your dreams even more. Like every yeah. little bit of you that he doesn't control. Um. Yeah, he didn't end up turning into like the person that I. Right. wanted to be married to yeah um so you said the way you said yeah obviously there were other bouts of this um it's interesting i was watching a tiktok about this the other day and it was like something about it, it just picture it was like a reel of like just all the different holes in the wall in the house and mm-hmm. there were just i was just going through the I, I got really choked up like going through all the comments um 
of just everybody being like, yep, that, that was my first home. That was my first husband. That was my first, this, that was my, that, that this used to be me. I blah, 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 yeah. blah. Like all, I mean, it was just, it just nonstop comments under people going, yep, I know that I've lived in that. I understand. Um, so was it kind of like, that was like a lot of holes in the wall and no, he wasn't really physically aggressive. It, he, he played the part really well because I was the whimsical artist type. He was the conservative straight laced army officer that was really good at his job who was dependent on alcohol. So all of those episodes typically didn't happen with people around. So it was much easier to make me look like the crazy one. Sure. Like the one, you know, and I, I just, I, I played that part better. He played his part better. Yeah. You know, and, um, I think we definitely both triggered each other. Um, oh, I yeah. have so many daddy. My dad died of alcoholism. Mm. So like I had so many daddy issues with alcohol. And a lot of times he would just say, actually, he said that to me once. He was like, I don't think I'm an alcoholic. You just have daddy issues. And I'm like, I'm not denying my daddy issues, man. Oof. Like I definitely have daddy issues. But um, yeah, I think the drinking was, okay. aside from him just being a Republican, the drinking was. <laughs> Um, yeah, was a spiral in yeah. itself. Oh yeah. yeah. It'll yeah. exaggerate and exacerbate whatever the, you know, escalate, Exasper- yeah. exasperate, exact all those, yeah. the, all the E words. Yeah. It'll, it'll do that to, all to an already built up thing. God, that oh, sucks, yeah. dude. Okay. Uh, so he bam bams all of your. <laughs> yeah, there's a senior on bam bam for <laughs> some, I could just really... see in your eyes. She needed to get it out. I just saw oh, like, some back in my and wedding photos special. and just like, sh- Photoshop Fred Flintstone just like on his yes. face. Yes. Yes. He like takes a bite and he slams it again, takes another bite. There's ice or I mean glass in his teeth at that point. Literally. <laughs> Literally. Just, but oh. it was it wasn't, you know, I was really angry, but I also um kind of like used that because I had some flexibility at this point. Yeah. And this is kind of, this is where the story gets this is where I get guilty. Okay. Yeah. So, um, weirdly enough, when I was in art therapy school, I had gone to Boston on a weekend because I was like looking at another school because I'm super, I have indecision fatigue and my mom a lot of times enabled that. And so like, I was like, I'm going to go to Boston and look at another college. I'm going to get pregnant by an army dude. I was just hopping all over the place. And so one weekend I had gone to Boston, I was 19. I'd met this guy, Steve. Um, he was running through a cranberry bong with a harpoon, and I was sure. like, "That guy, okay. that guy." Now, what did so, you just say? Yeah. So let's repeat that real quick. Um, we went down. to a house party, and there was a guy named Steve at this house party, and there was like coyotes. I don't know. I'd never like partied in a bog before. <laughs> There's so many things that are coming out of your mouth that I feel like would have happened in the late 1800s in yeah. Ireland, but. Um, he was running are, through a cranberry bong in, with the harpoon. the harpoon. I've never who, partied in a bong in a before. <laughs> there were coyotes there. What in there the were. fuck hell are we talking about? Okay. And are that was the party? moment I was like, that guy, I will never forget that guy. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. What, what's a harpoon in a cranberry bong? Please. Um, wait, what, what's a harpoon in a cranberry bong? We're asking yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> fair so we were like it was 19 there's a cranberry bog which like you know what you know like the cranberry oh, a cranberry commercial. bog yeah. 
Like the oh, guys I'm still... that are like in their, you know, overalls and they're chilling in the cranberry box. Yes, because they have to, that's where they have to harvest the that's... berries for whatever reason. I've still yeah, it's never. It's a New England thing. It's a New England thing. Yeah. I'll they're never... like all over New England. Okay. I just, one third of this podcast is lost. And what we're, I'm picturing like, <laughs> is this where you stomp grapes, but you're in a tub of cranberries? It's how they, har- it's, it's... What, how they harvest them or something? It doesn't make a lot of sense if you don't know a lot about it, but sure. like, yeah, the cranberries just float in this like man-made pond and they call it a cranberry bog. And that's, so if you've ever seen like the cranberry commercials, like the, what's that? What is Ocean the, spray. The, ocean spray. Ocean spray. Yeah. yeah and the and guys it's like, are standing in the. And they're like in the bogs. Yeah. Ah. Do you see it? Okay. 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 It, it kind of makes with, sense now. We're here with okay. you now. Okay. So you okay. guys are in a cranberry bathtub. Correct. <laughs> And he's got a harpoon, exactly. and I just and he's on know top of that a this is the love of my life. Okay, yeah. sure. Okay, all right. Sure. Okay. okay, so just pin that. Okay. okay. So well. I met this guy once when I was nineteen. Okay, <laughs> one time, and um, we did the Facebook thing. We'd add each other, unadd each other, message each other like randomly. It was kind of weird, but like I never forgot about him, and he would never. He never really forgot about me. It's kind of weird. So after turkey leg accident with the glass, I had a dream about Steve, which was Cranberry Bog Boy. And I dreamt that like I was walking on this pier and at the end of the pier, he offered me salmon Uh and then I walked back. Sure. And I woke up and I was like, that was fucking weird. Traditional sex dream. I, I I don't know what it means. I remember it very – like, I remember everything about it, I think, because it was so impactful. Sure. Um, Is that like a New England olive branch or something? I will call it that. Now, in the dream, were you you or were you like, mm-hmm. a, like a seal? Yes. Oh, I wish I was a seal. That would have been way more fun. <laughs> and then just you, like the, the salmon. salmon. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been more fun. No, it's I fun. was just me. And he just gave me the salmon and I walked back to land. And then I woke up and I was like, that was weird. Um, so I just like have to message him on Facebook. Sure. So, like that just makes sense. Sure. And so I remember exactly what I messaged him. I was like, hey, do you like ever get sick of hearing from me? And he was like, no, I don't. And that is what started my communication with Steve. And he was now, mind you, we had just moved to upstate New York and he was in Boston. So he was actually in a drivable distance from me. I'm not as isolated as I once was. Mm -hmm. And I decide to tell my ex-husband that I'm going on a girl's trip. Sure. To go salmon fishing. To go salmon fishing. (laughs) So I get in In my minivan. Is Yeah. So I get in my minivan and I white knuckle it to Boston. Now, how many driving. conversations have y'all Facebook messaged in between or had, and have y'all made it off of Messenger into text yet? Like, have y'all had any phone calls? Yes. So I started like chain smoking at this point because sure. I needed an excuse to go outside and talk on the phone. Uh, <laughs> so I'm, we're talking, we're communicating. I like, I'm really into this dude, but I'm also really lonely. So like, I don't, you know what I mean? Sometimes you don't know what it is, mm-hmm. but I was like, I've been thinking about this dude for 10 years, like on and off. I haven't seen him in two years or 10 years. Um, 
I was like, I'm going to Boston. And then like, he, I'm going to Boston. he was, he was in a free and open, like he was open and free and could meet you in Boston. He was um, living in an apartment in um, Brighton, which is like the outskirts of Boston. And um, he was in a hardcore band. So he was like living his bachelor life. He didn't have kids, never been married. Um, he's like, come to Boston. And I'm like, I'm married. He's like, come to Boston. Oh. This is like Damn. a, this is like a James Patterson, My Chemical Romance oh, crossover yeah. novel. <laughs> I love Come that. to I Boston. Love yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. So. so I did. I'm white knuckling it to Boston. I'm like freaking out the entire. Sure. I've never done anything like this. Like I very much yielded to the life that I had. I was very much scared to like stray. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had done everything for my ex-husband for so long. And I was like, I want to do something for myself. And I want to see this through. Like I want to see. I want to see what this is. So I white knuckle it to Boston. I get there. I'm like, yo, I'm driving a minivan. I need you to parallel park my car. <laughs> like I'm, he comes out, he parallel parks for me because I'm a child and I walk into his apartment and we fucking fell in love. We fucking fell in love. Oh, damn. Like we, damn. Um, I had a great girl's trip that weekend. Oh, <laughs> I bet you did. Came back refreshed, mm-hmm. came back feeling really good. Yeah. Was it, and was it like, did you, were you like nervous? Was it awkward in the beginning? Or were you like, fuck it. I don't care. I really like this guy. Yo, I was on my period. Sure. I had just started my period and I'm like. I heard they like that in Boston. I'll ask They call it the tea party? What did you say? (laughs) Um. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, I call it it my Salem witch trials is what I call it, but. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. If I well, survive I it, I'm not a witch. Up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that is fantastic. What a Boston yeah. love story. So you guys just have this magical weekend. We are have you, this are you calling weekend. your husband like in the mornings like, oh, oh my God. We no. I, t- I was like, I'm having a girls weekend. I don't want to be on my phone. Mm. Was I he like, like what girls? <laughs> um, I had some army wife friends. Sure. And so I, being like an army wife, I ha- I knew people kind of like all over and honestly, he didn't care. Wow. He didn't ask questions. Like I think back on it and I'm just like, it really wasn't hard to do because I don't think he gave a shit. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, and I, I mean, I did because I was like, if I get caught my whole life is over. I was like, this is, I had yielded everything. I didn't have a degree. I hadn't worked in eight years. Like mm-hmm. I... I was like, I'm fucked. And so, yeah, I was scared. I was really scared. Um, But I think I was more scared on the way back. Yeah. Because I'm like, what am I going to go home? Like, what was that? What? Yeah. Like, I didn't, I thought that that was going to be like, you know, for him, like, oh, I fucked an army wife. Like, and, you know, I I wasn't sure that he was even like interested. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I knew what I felt, but I, I didn't know. Right. Um, and does he have another uh, dude's wife driving over the next weekend? And how many girls yeah. in the hardcore scene is he seeing in Boston? You know, like for you, it's, it's once, in a, once in a lifetime, like, okay, I you need this step to get yourself out of the situation that you're in. And is mm-hmm. it right? No. Is it moral? No. But you did this thing and now you've 
given up, like you've kind of made the sacrifice and then mm. the other person not really making a sacrifice at all. And then that starts to creep in and now you've got all the guilt on both sides. Yeah. It's a lot. Oh yeah. So I was, um, and I did, I thought that he was going to be like one and done. Cause like, it's a good story. I sure. mean, he, he, had like, a, he got to have some fun and he has no commitments, yeah. no connections. It doesn't yeah. affect him in any way. Literally. Oh, and he was like, yeah, my girlfriend's uh, husband fights for our country. Like he had all of the lines. Wow. Oh yeah. He had wow. a lot of fun with it. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. Um, he had some fun with it and we continued to talk and I was like, okay, well, I'm divorcing my husband and <clears throat> my husband does not know any of like I had gotten away with that weekend. Like everything was good. Um, and I was like, yeah, no, I'm done. Even if Steve isn't the person, like, yeah, I, I didn't even well, you knew. think that anyone found me pretty. Like I didn't know how to feel where, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I didn't know. I didn't think that anyone would be interested in me. Yeah. Cause, but also cause you've you- been like, you've been like, push down and like mm-hmm. you know some he wh- why would if he wants you to conform to his life why would he make you feel uh good and f- like you're worth more right mm-hmm. you made the comment that you don't even you know even if it wasn't with him you knew because it wasn't like that I mean from what I'm hearing and, and I'm not trying to make any excuses or anything by any means for any listeners who are like this is you know triggering or infuriating for them to hear how somebody oh, yeah. were to cheat mm-hmm. or whatever but it's like it's not really it, you know, it wasn't really about the guy. It was about now, you know, you're capable of that and there's no going back. Yeah. I didn't That's know. That's your way out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I mean, I was 29 with two kids and I was like, no one's going to want me. I haven't worked. Like, yeah, I didn't know who I was. I was a fucking toddler. Like I yeah. had lived this life for my ex-husband to be in the military and, um, yeah, it gave me like, yeah, I was really into Steve, but it gave, I was like, oh shit, I could actually do this. Like yeah. I could leave, like I could choose. There is me. another world out there and I can get out. Yeah. 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 And yeah. so I started making plans and my older son, um, at the time was in elementary school. So I wanted to, this was December when I made the Boston trip and I was like, I want to let him finish out the school year because, you know, we were an army family. I didn't want to rip him from school to school to school. And so, and that kind of gave me some time to like plan. And um, during this time I had realized that Steve was very committed to me and he was feeling like I was feeling. And he was like, no, this girl is different. Like I've been thinking about her for 10 years. Like what are the chances that like we actually vibe like, yeah. he's in it but I'm still like not really believing him I'm just like you're not com- you're not gonna show up like you're not gonna this isn't gonna work yeah um so my plan was to move to Richmond so I'm in New York and I'm planning to move to Richmond I do I moved to Richmond in June so how well, does your, your husband-, husband yeah how does this how does he handle all of this oh not great so you Did just you move out him? or you file yeah no, I, it was a slow, pro- I was telling him the entire time that I'm like, I'm leaving, I'm divorcing you. And he just didn't think that I was going to, he didn't think that I had the kahunas. He did not think that I, um, he didn't think that I was going to do it. Were you nervous and the first time you said something about it or had you said it after the turkey leg incident? It was right after the turkey leg. I was like, I want a divorce. And he just didn't believe me. He was like, yeah, okay. He's wow. like, you have nothing. 
your dad's dead. Your mom, you know, is like living in Richmond. You don't really have any family. Like you're not going to do it. You have these kids. No one's going to want you. Like he's like, this is the best choice for you. Even if you're unhappy, like it financially makes sense. Like uh-huh. you're not going to leave me. Yeah. You're not going to leave me. Um, I did. Oh, I fucking left. Wow. I did. I, um, that June when I told him, I was like, as soon as our son, our oldest son finishes, I'm going to Richmond. And he said, no, you're not. I did. I went. And he let me go with the kids because I don't think he thought <coughs> that I was going to. Because legally, when you have kids and you're living in a state, like if the parent says, no, don't leave yeah. the state, you're it's kid- there. It's kidnapping. Yeah. You can't, you can't even yeah. take the kids. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but his family was in Richmond too. Like I live in his mom's neighborhood now, mm. um, and, which is actually great because- the kids can ride their bikes to grandma's, but anyways, um, yeah, like his whole family's here too. And so with him, you know, being deployable and stuff, he thought that I was going to like, you know, have my little freedom ride and then come back. Right. And I didn't, and I left and I uh, moved to Richmond. I moved in with my mom for a little bit and that was in June. And then July, Steve moved to Richmond. Damn. And Steve showed up. And, um, even it was funny. Cause I'm just like, I don't think you're going to move to Richmond. And he's like, I'm here. Damn. <laughs> I'm literally in Richmond. And I just, I, I kept not believing him because I was like, no one would, I was so convinced that like, I was just not desirable. Sure. Yeah. Um, like I was just so, so convinced. Does he and like then, move in with you and your mom or? No, he, um, he, transfers his job he gets a really good job he starts working at tesla actually and gets an apartment and um in richmond city and then in about i get me and my mom don't live well together so um about three months after we end up getting a place together and moving in and he's yeah that's okay he told you you're not gonna leave me it's not financially smart no one will want you you don't have a job, you have two kids and you're like, I'll show you. And you moved to, and he works for the government and you moved to Virginia and had a guy move States for you, mm-hmm. come back down there, live with you. And he works with Tesla, which a lot of people say, hear me out. They're actually <laughs> stronger than the government and have a, I mean, their iPhones on wheels. Yeah. Yeah. They have a stronger army than the army. And, oh um, yeah, because Elon Musk is their like mascot. Elon Musk is their is their <laughs> their pharaoh. leader. Uh, sure. He says pharaoh. I'm pretty sure. Um, <laughs> no, you got hilarious. it. You're doing great. Mm-hmm. It's pretty wild. I mean, it's pretty fucking wild. So, at what point do you actually like file and, and all is all of that complete? And so is, yeah, is we he filed still in New York? Is he still in denial? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. This whole time, I mean, I'm dating Steve at this point. Like. He knows that Steve is my boyfriend. Granted, he does not know that Steve moved from Boston for uh, me. He does not know any of this. He thinks that I just like met him in Richmond. Sure. Um, yeah, no. And he's like, you're going to come home. And I'm like, I I'm home. not going to come home. And I did it. And I we filed. And um, in New York, the divorce process is a lot quicker than it is in Virginia. So we were divorced in two months. Damn. Wow. And... Yeah, it doesn't. So he, it doesn't seem like he fought too much for it or he did. He did. He, um, he had a, it was a really bad year for him and there was a lot, I mean, 
that was my, that was a, th- he was a third of my life. Sure. Like, and so it was, I mean, there was many times where I was like, I could just go back and not worry about it and watch Grey's Anatomy and eat cereal on the couch again. Like I, I don't have to work this hard for happiness. Um, and he tried to convince me, but then once the divorce was final, I was like, I, I just felt like another person. I just, it was, it was done. It was fucking done. I didn't have to hide. I didn't have to suppress anymore. I could make banana dicks. I could like live this life that I'd been suppressing. I could be an artist. I, I didn't even mention this, but, um, he used to convince me that he was an officer in the military. So he didn't want his wife to have tattoos. So he was, he never allowed me to get tattoos. Um, oh, I don't like this. Yeah, so this controlling. Very, yeah. very controlling. And I remember one time he was like, because I was like, that is so manipulative. Like, I had this sleeve when it, actually we got married. I've got a lot more now. But he said beyond this that he did not want me to get any more tattoos. And I was like, I had tattoos when we got together. Ate and his body, like, number one. Number one. No. Let's start there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter. This is so Shocking retro. that someone you control turns – can't handle – ends up leaving. Shocker. 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 Wow. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And so, Steve so you had to cover now, your, you had to cover your arm and stuff like, oh. no, I never covered it. And he's, he was like, well, I like the tattoos you have, but I'm an officer in the military and I don't want you to get any more. I don't want my wife wow. to be covered in tattoos. Gross. I don't want gross. Yeah. Gross. gross. Dude, he wa- he really so tried to, to suppress everything about you that made everything. you, you. Yeah. And, everything. and like keep you as a shell of a shell that lived in fear. Mm-hmm. That you needed did. him. Gross. Mm-hmm. Yikes. And once again, Ooh. not, I know for anybody, I mean, we've been, uh, we, we've had trolls find us lately and, and say, you know, that we're awful, terrible people and blah, 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 and condoning cheating and blah, blah. We're just telling people stories. I mean, that is what we're doing. And this is your story. And it's also not just yours, it's a lot of people's stories. And, and that's why I was like really drawn to you guys too, because like yes, I cheated, but like there's so much more to the story. It's so much yeah. gray. There's so much gray, and I, and it's important for Grey's people anatomy. to hear that. It's so much gray. So what much Grey's we, Anatomy. Is that, this podcast episode Grey's Anatomy? Yeah, yeah. Because it's also people. about anatomy because she makes penis and boob uh, stained glass. Yes. I thought you were going to say children. I was like, I do make children too. You do make children and you make, uh, no, but you make, you make body parts. That's anatomy. Great. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a gray area. Gray areas anatomy. Gray, gray areas area, that, anatomy. Yes. That's, that's good. a great title. This is a good. Gray areas anatomy. This is good. This Write is great. This is beautiful. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. So we, so where are you? I feel, I feel, yeah. yeah oh. I want to know where you are now and yeah. who you're with. <laughs> yeah. Cause so I, I am, believe you said you're married now. Yeah. I am married to Steve. Oh, oh my God! I mean, this is really—it oh. it's, it's, really is like a a, a James Patterson esque yeah. story. It oh. almost feels cheesy because I feel like my life was in so much of transition for so long, and I am on the other side of it now. Like this has been three years now, and um, he has not faded. He is my fa- he is my kid's stepfather. He oh. has oh. he oh. loves being their father. He is the most amazing supportive glass spend he shows up at every market hanging up those banana penises like he is oh he left the band 
And he decided that I, and I did not ask him to do that. I did not ask him to do that, but he chose to do that. And he decided that I was worth it and my children were worth it. And he loves me harder than any other person I've met. Like he's my person, like those dreams. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I'm deconstructing a lot of my religious beliefs that I um, grew up believing too. And I've done that in the past couple of years, but like, I genuinely believe that like he was who he was in game for me. Wow. It's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's so cool. And I mean, without knowing him or anything, I do like, there's part, I'm like, I want him to start a band again. Like I need him to like, because he needs to have his thing too. It's, it's so Mm -hmm. important for people to have their things, you know, you'd be like, have at it. That's your thing. Of course. Oh yeah. He actually just started jamming and he, he's starting to do, it did take him a minute. I think that we were both transitioning into we didn't know. I didn't know. Like when you're in survival mode for so long and you get out of it, you don't know who you are. Yeah. And like, I, I didn't know who I was. I was reacting to things. Like I was like, I don't know who I am Be- yeah. and I'm safe. And it's like, you finally feel safe, like with who you're with physically and who you were with like emotionally. And so we did, we had to kind of grow together. And now we're just at this point where like, I'm a full-time artist now. He's starting to get back into music he doesn't work at Tesla anymore. Um, and he's, he's amazing. And it's he never. Huh? Now he works at X. He works at Audi actually. So it's uh-huh. like just another, yeah. just another yeah. like, yeah. but Hey, that allows me to be able to do art and he supports me and he believes in me. And um, Shit, he's dude. never uh. once tried to math me out of making stained glass sticks. So God, it's so beautiful. I love it. I love the story. Okay. The journey doesn't have to be pretty for the ending to to be that. You know, there's some ugly steps in the way before, but fuck, this is good. I feel like it's good for everybody all around, you know? Yeah. And I will say I feel like what I hear, too, is like, yeah, the cheating happened, but it's not like you had a four-year affair Right. And, and, you know, like you were, it was the catalyst for you to be like, you know, oh, I, I know it cheated because I was feeling a certain way. I learned that I can be loved outside of this relationship. Now I'm, now I'm taking action steps to really end it. And then, and then it was over and you were ready to move yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Um, that's so, it's, it's so beautiful. When you think that you are at your lowest and you have nowhere to go, but you just take the step anyways. And now, yeah. You're such a better place with just beautiful. And I think that was why I was like really confident doing this because I am, I am so much happier. I, and honestly, my ex-husband is too. He's remarried. He has a new child. I'm glad to hear that. He's much happier. Yeah. Um, And I mean, honestly, we all are. And I think about, I'm like, if I had continued that, where would I be? And I don't think like. It wasn't going to get any better. Right. It, and there, there's no undoing what had already been done. No. Oh, it, it's, it, you can't go up from that, you know? So, yeah. wow. Holy shit. Okay. Um, do, what is your advice? I mean, other than, you know, uh, uh, hooking up with a guy on Facebook and driving to Boston <laughs> overnight. Um, if what you is, see a dude in a cranberry bag, that's your guy. That's my <laughs> advice. <laughs> no. What's your, what's your advice for self-care for people who are getting out of a toxic situation? 
I was manipulated so long into thinking that my needs and my desires didn't matter. Yeah. And not only was that affecting me, it was affecting my children. It was affecting everyone around me. And I used to be ashamed to put myself first. I mean, when I did with glass, he broke my shit. Yeah. And I was so scared to advocate for myself. And I think like this story, like I'm not saying, I don't think that the, I am not the rule. Like this is the exception. Yeah. <laughs> I truly, truly do believe that. But I truly believe that when I finally was like, I deserve happiness and I realized that I was worth it, like that followed. Yeah. And you are worth it. Like your happiness does matter. And if anyone tries to tell you it doesn't, like they are controlling you and they don't give a fuck about you. Yeah. yeah. Like they, they need don't. You, they need you to feel smaller for them to feel worthy. And yeah. that's not, that's, that's unhealthy for both. Oh, so beautiful. Okay, um, self-care tips. What's your favorite form of self-care? Um, bubble baths. Sure. And screaming music. Okay. Hell yeah. What? And what weed. A... Lots of weed. Yeah. You're so complex. Yeah. <laughs> do you scream in the bubble bath? <laughs> Sometimes. I do. Unless Actually, she's high. That's... Unless she's high. It's hard to scream. When, when I called, high. I think I was high- you were. And post-screaming and in the bath. You oh were. Yes. Yeah. Her voicemail was like, hi, I'm in the bathtub. Uh, I'm sick <laughs> right now. Uh, but I want to tell you about how I went to Boston. Yeah. That's so good. fun. I, I really want to do – like I want there to be like a, a therapy spa that opens up where you sit in a bath in a chamber and With scream. a bong. Yeah. In a bog. In, in a, a cranberry bog bath. No, no, a bong, a bong. Well, oh, we can, we can, no, maybe like a cranberry like a, bog. We can have like little cranberries floating in, in the I bathtub. Feel like it's, I yeah. see it, yeah. I, I see, see it. Beautiful. All right, that's mm-hmm. your next um, business. That's yes. your next. Open up that spa in Richmond. I will come and uh, I will. I will go to your spa. Um, okay, I love all of this. Dumb, dumbest question, Catherine. You ready? Yes. This is a different life. You didn't even end up marrying Steve. You ended up with Elon Musk. And you were in love for a, f- a minute, and you had childs named um, LMNOP. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and Big Bird. And, and you love your children Big with Bird. Elon Musk. Big oh, Bird. Okay. Big Bird. Um, yeah. And then you find out Elon Musk has cheated on you with an alien. Which he will. Which, which he, he will. Which he will. Which he will. And will. I don't know why I made this story so weird. The point is you get cheated on in a different world again. Would with you an rather, alien? With yes. An, yes. We're okay. going to go with alien. Sure. I convoluted this so much. You really um, did. But yeah. So it's kind of confusing for everybody now. Um, <laughs> the point of the story is you get cheated on again. Would you rather the person you get cheated on with, the, your lover? or No. Just there. go with it. Wow. God Catherine. damn it. Anyways, <laughs> would you rather the other person be hotter or not or hotter than you and why and if you're confused by this question i understand i really complicated it. <laughs> wait who's hotter elon yeah. musk or the alien? No, no, alien no 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 the person you get okay so you let's say in a different world you get cheated on when you find out about the other person the mistress do you want them to and be, she's hot do you want them to be hotter or not or hotter than you what makes it easier oh. explain no, they're not allowed to be attractive. Yeah. Okay. okay. No. You need them to be not okay. hot. You've passed yeah. the test. You've passed the test. You win the That's game. That's a good, yeah. yeah. You win. You win. Ding, ding, ding. You know what's yes. hilarious? I, I don't think I told you this when you called me. The morning that you called me um, to, to ask me to come on, 
I had woken up from a dream of Steve cheating on me. <gasps> oh, dream Lit- cheats. Like With literally. Him. And I was like, I was like solder. I was in my studio and I was like, and I literally was about to go eat lunch with him because he cheated on me in my in like my dream, sure. and I like I needed to confront him, of course. And- <laughs> so you were like cutting a sa- a live salmon head off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then like lace calls, and I was like, oh my god, this is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it's I was like, what are the chances? Kismet. I'm, um, I'm telling you, it's was meant to be. Yeah. You know what's funny? I like I think very differently on cheating now. Um, when I got out of my marriage, me and Steve have explored together openly. Um, physical connection to me is is important, but like what's really important is like being able to do bills together, like doing the laundry on the floor together. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Like I can be naked in the same room with someone and not be as intimate than I am when I'm folding like my husband's underwear. 100%. Yes. And I think it's really made me see that more clearly and like think of sex differently, think of like, honestly, relationships differently. Um, I don't have the energy to have sex with anyone else now because I'm like really busy and I'm tired. Yeah. But post-divorce, like we did, I explored because I knew that if I didn't, that I was, you're going to be I re- had it. repressed again. Yeah. You got it. Right. Yeah. You want to, you want to, you, you, you started in a very committed relationship so young. You need to have that, that moment to live and learn. And we did. And we lived together and we had a lot of fucking fun. Wow. And um, now we're tired. So we don't really yeah. do that anymore. We're tired but, and um, it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah, no, Steve is not allowed to cheat on me with anyone hot, even if he's Elon Musk. Like if, she, <laughs> if they're hot, then like, yeah, we're done. No. no. Yeah, it has to yeah. be an go. Yeah. I've um, got to be the hottest one in the room. Agreed. Yes. Agreed. Beautiful. Agreed. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. This is great. I want you to plug your business, please. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you can follow me, um, Fernway underscore glass. I make a lot more than just banana stuff mm-hmm. too, or peens. I, um, I do a lot of fun stuff and I'm really starting, I'm full time now. So I'm starting to do that. And it's great. I'm teaching classes. I've got an e-course coming out. Um, Ooh, yeah. I-, I would take your e-course. Oh hell yeah! I want to make a. You guys, do y'all ever come to Virginia? I want you to we'll make have a to pussy. do like get yeah. you in the studio. I just y'all um, have some great ideas. Did you yeah, earlier last? Yeah, you want to make a pussy? Is that what you said? A crussy. Crus- oh, a croissant a crussy. pussy. A crussy. <laughs> a crussy. A crussy. It sounds like a crusty puss, and I'm scared of that. <laughs> I, I kind of want to make it. a real flaky puss. <laughs> And then you need yes. to see the doctor. Oh my it's- god, it's just like mine. <gasps> oh my god, parts of it keep falling off in the wind. Oh. No. <laughs> um, um, uh, yeah, actually, I was just in Richmond earlier last year. Um, there's a place. There's like this big. It's a newer thing that they built out. It's like it's like a fancier Dave and Buster's called the Park. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I'm familiar with that. They have a mm-hmm. comedy club inside of it, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I was I was there. How do you like Richmond? <laughs> it was a quick trip. You know, it was only like two yeah. three days, and I've uh, I think I feel I've like you're avoiding the question. No, I'm just. I wish I would have had more time. I enjoyed the downtown part. Mm-hmm. Like once you get to like all the the um. <sighs> You go through, there's kind of like a warehousey area and then you get to like Scott's all, edition, yeah. yeah, and then all the pretty townhouses and then there's just street mm-hmm. after street after street of like townhouses and brownstones mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call them there. And mm-hmm. they were gorgeous. And I went yeah. to um, a phenomenal breakfast restaurant that was attached to kind of like a, 
like a little craft place. They had a whole bunch of art and stuff mm-hmm. in there to sell. Yeah. I wish I knew the name of it off the top of my head, but I can't remember. But it was amazing. It was really, really good. I had a good time. But yeah. Yeah, Richmond. Richmond's a cool city. Yeah, but that's all I experienced was just that. I just saw the downtown and I We'll, we'll have to get you guys back. Yes, yeah, we'll I would to... love to. I want to put Virginia on my list. I haven't I don't think I've performed in Virginia. Oh yeah. Well have, y'all have to let me know. Yeah. yeah it's it's yeah. fun. It's yeah, a yeah, cool yeah. city. I'd love for to. sure. Yeah. Okay, yay. Well, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for calling. Thank you for being patient with us to get back to you to get a to get this interview. Um congrats and good luck on everything. Yeah, no, I thank you for letting me tell my story. I hope I'm not hated on too much, but I'm okay. I'm in a really good place. And you know what? Yep. Bring it on. Fuck so it. it's, it's fine. Yep. But I love you guys. Y'all are awesome. This Thanks. was so much fun. Yay. Thank you so much, Jesse. We enjoyed Please you. Please join us in a long, drawn out, annoying goodbye to the listeners. Okay. Are you ready? Thank All you right. so much, guys. Stay stabby. <gasps> Bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed this episode of Cheaties Podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen. And if you've been cheated on or you have cheated, you've got a cheating story that we want to hear. Leave us a teaser voicemail at 888-STABBY-8. That's 888-782-2298. And hey, while you're at it, why don't you go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Cheaties Podcast. Follow me, Lace Larrabee, at Lace Larrabee. And follow me, Catherine Blanford, at It's Catherine Blanford. Stay stabby. Go to your ready-made horse. That's all you're good for.